You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. I was looking forward to actually preaching tonight, and I was excited a little bit, and one of the least nervous that I had felt um, leading up to coming to coming to preach. But then my dad showed up and uh, surprised, made a surprise visit down. Um, so it's good to have him here, even though he has added to my nerves, but um, it's, it's good to have him here. He came down for a, a quick surprise visit and uh, enjoying uh, spending time with him. But looking forward to uh, the message tonight, and uh, I want to thank Pastor for allowing me to preach, um, especially in his absence, uh, trusting me even while he is away. Um, so I appreciate that, and uh, looking forward to the message. I don't know if it'll be long, I don't know if it'll be short, but we'll just see uh, where it goes and how it goes, but um, looking forward to it. I don't, I don't necessarily have a specific title. If I had to put a title to this message, um, if I have not, and then this word, and we'll talk about this word in a minute, but if I have not this this. Um, that would be the title um, probably of the message that I would go with. But let's start it off with a question. Why do we do what we do ministerially or as Christians? What is the purpose of what we do? Um, there's, we have end results, right? There's a goal for if you're doing something, you're going for, um, you're looking for results. You're looking for a goal. You have an end in mind. If you're doing a task or you're uh, serving in something, uh, whether it's a ministry or as Christians, um, there's an end goal to that, and they may differ from one another. But I want to think, want you to think about this for a minute. What, why do we do what we do? Why do we preach or why do we teach classes? Uh, what's the purpose of that? What's our goal in that? Why do we study our Bibles and gain understanding of the Scriptures and um, uh, pull things out and look and read? Why do we do that? Why do we increase our faith? What is the, what is the purpose of increasing our faith? What's the goal there? Uh, why do we give of our time in service to others? Why do, we, why do we sacrifice of our time? Why do we sacrifice of our money? Why do we witness? Why do we go out and invite people to come to church? Why do we, why do, we do that? Why do we pray? Um, now we might have we would we would have different answers for each of those things. We'd have different um, goals in mind for each one of those uh, specific uh, areas of the Christian life. We might have different reasons for these. The purposes are going to differ between them. Um, the goal of one one thing may be different than another. I mean, we could always we could always lump it all together and say you know to serve God or to love God or to please Him or to see people saved and that's the main goal of that or that's the main goal of this. Um, so there may be different differentiating, uh, differentiating uh, goals and uh, desired outcomes uh, with each of those things. But there's something that they all have in common, uh, more specifically something that they they all need to have included with it, something that is necessary in those ministries in that um, in the Christian life as we, as we grow as Christians and as we serve and as we do things. There's one common thing that's needed across all of them. And if you're missing this one thing, your time and efforts are wasted. And nobody likes to waste their time. Nobody likes to waste their efforts. Uh, but if you're missing this, um, it's, it's going to be for naught. It's going to have amounted to nothing. Uh, no matter how great the task that you may have done or how much faith that you've accrued, it won't matter without this. Um, if you're missing, if you're 
If you're missing this, your works, your efforts are wasted, and even, even works can be detrimental. Maybe you have a, a goal in mind or a thing you're trying to accomplish, the, the end that you're trying to, re to reach. Without this, sometimes you might be even going the opposite direction. You may not be progressing towards it. You actually might be doing the opposite. You might be uh, getting further from it. What you know won't matter without it. What you're capable of or your potential is, it doesn't matter if you don't have it. Your eloquence in speaking or teaching doesn't, won't matter. Even noble and good works and things that you do won't matter if you don't have this one thing. It sounds pretty important. If I don't have this one thing, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of uh, work and effort is going to come to come to naught. It's going to be wasted and for nothing if I don't have this. So what is this? What is this? Uh, what is it that is necessary across all of them? First Corinthians, uh, you can turn to First Corinthians chapter 13. First Corinthians chapter 13. We will read the first three verses and then we'll jump right into it. All right, verse number one of chapter 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I'm become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. So Paul says the one thing that you must have and that what we must have in the Christian life is charity. Above all other gifts, above all other talents, above all other aspirations and things that we, are, we consider necessary, the one thing across all those is to have charity. So let's go ahead and pray and then we'll jump right into it. Dear Jesus, we thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be here tonight, Lord, and hear from your word. I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, speak through me tonight, Lord, and that you would just use, uh, use this message, Lord, to speak to hearts, Lord. You have something that you want them to get, Lord, and I pray, Lord, that you would uh, use, uh, use this message, Lord, in spite of me, and just uh, bless it, Lord, and help people to pay attention and get something from your word, and that we can leave different tonight and uh, leave changed and um, go out and make, be able to make a difference in other people's lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So what is charity? If we're going to talk about it, what, let's define it. We won't define it in depth. We'll do that later on in the message and uh, use what the Bible defines it as. But uh, what are we talking about when we say charity? We're not talking about, in this passage, it's not talking about giving of items to the poor or, or gifts or contributions or things like that. Um, it's not talking about that, but rather love. This, this word is talking about a love for others and a love for people. So charity is synonymous in this passage with love. So Paul had, Paul had done a lot of things in his life. Um, he had a lot of accolades, we would say, uh, one of the greatest Christians to, ha to have ever lived. He had a lot of talents. He had a lot of abilities. Uh, he was an accomplished Christian. Uh, he, he did a lot of things for Christ. And we would say he put, um, and reading this, we would say he put so much emphasis as to say, um, even all the things that I've done, and if, even if I were to do all of these things, if I lacked in this one area of charity, if I was short in that, even me, Paul, who's done all these great things, even if I was lacking in charity and did all of this stuff, um, it would be nothing and would profit nothing. Uh, verse 1, it says, Though I speak in the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. 
Paul says, it doesn't matter how eloquently I can speak. If I don't have charity, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how nicely I can put it. It doesn't matter how um, perfectly I can, I can make the words. And if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, it doesn't matter. If I don't have charity, it's wasted. Um, his point of view even, even what he was saying may be correct, but he was saying it's not, it's, it's not going to have an impact. It's not going to do what he wants it to do if he doesn't have um, charity. It would not be effective if he was missing that charity. Verse 2, it says, And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. He says, It doesn't matter what gifts and abilities that I do have or how much knowledge that I accrue to myself, how much understanding of the Bible or of prophecy or what, what, have, uh, what have you. It doesn't matter if I knew all of that. Um, it doesn't even matter how much faith I have. Even if I could remove a mountain, um, that's a lot of faith. If, I don't think any of us have moved any literal mountains. Um, but Paul's saying, even if I had enough faith to move a mountain and able, able to exercise and, and utilize that amount of power of faith, if I don't have char- charity, I'm nothing. It doesn't matter. Verse number three, he says, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. He says, it doesn't matter what great deeds of kindness I do, or even if I give my life, if, if I give my life in being burnt um, at the stake for Christ and for his work, if I didn't have charity in it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, it doesn't come to anything. It's brought to naught. Paul is putting so much value here on charity. All these things, all these works, all that faith and all that knowledge, he's saying is use, useless, useless and pointless without having charity. So my first question to that would be, what, well, why? why? Why is charity so essential in all of those things? I mean, those things, to me, logically, those things are, are, are great deeds. Those are great acts. Those are wonderful things to have accomplished. Why would he be brought to nothing? Why would it be brought to nothing? Um, that's my first question is why. Grant is definitely going through a why stage right now of his own. Everything is why. You know, go clean your room. Why? Go do this. Why? And we're working with him saying, well, no, you got to say yes, sir, and then you can ask. So they'll say, okay, yes, sir, why? And he wants to know why. He wants to know. I, I, I would have thought it would have been a little bit older before he started asking why. But he's, he's getting in that early. But why? Why is this so important, Paul? Um, if Paul has put so much value on this, we need it, and we need it so desperately, uh, my curious mind would like to know why. Um, why, do, why do they need to be paired with charity? Uh, fortunately, he gives us good examples, and he tells us and shows us some reasons of why this is important and why um, those deeds become of no effect if we do not have charity. So we're going to go through three um, non-definitional reasons of why we need to have charity um, that are found in the Word um, in this passage. And uh, we can get a lot of reasons, and we'll go through what charity is. And oftentimes, what something is is also a reason why, that, why you would, may want to have it, because what it is, what the value it brings. Uh, so we'll talk about those reasons why with the definition of it. But to start, we're going to talk about three non-definitional reasons definitional reasons of why we need to have charity. And all of these are, if you don't have charity, then this. So first of all, if you don't have charity, then you lose your effectiveness. So let's read through verse 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Um, others will get nothing from, you'll lose your effectiveness. Others will get nothing from your actions or your deeds. Man will get no help. Um, you'll become as sounding brass or tinkling. I think it, 
Um, different, different things that I read through gave different explanations of what that would be, what the tinkling cymbals would be and the sounding brass would be. Uh, but it all, it all came down to the person's not getting it. Whatever you're saying, whatever you're trying to do, the person's not getting any help from it. Um, you'll, you'll become as sounding brass or tinkling cymbals. You'll be over belligerent or under important to the person that is trying, that you're trying to speak to. Who's ever heard of the saying, I'm not sure where it came from, but people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. They want to know that you care about them. Otherwise, why listen to you? Why have? Why do I take this correction? Why do I take this instruction? Why do I take this? If you don't have thy best interest, if you don't care about me, why would I listen to that? And um, even if you're on the right side of the issue and are saying the right things and you're pointing in the right direction, uh, your lack of charity is going to be detrimental to your desired goal. You may be saying the right things. You may be speaking eloquently. You may be saying it all perfectly right. But if you don't care, you don't have that charity and that love to who you're speaking to, it's going to come to naught. It's going to come to waste. Um, the, person, the person is not going to be able to hear. It's going to fall fall in their ears, but they're not going to be able to understand it. And we can't always help people's reaction of the truth, uh, but we can help the amount of charity that we have to those people. If it falls on deaf ears, is what you say, what you teach, what you preach. If it falls on deaf ears, but you have charity, that's on them. But if you don't have charity and you become as sounding brass or tinkling cymbals, and they don't, they're not getting what you're telling them, um, that is going to be your fault because you are in control of your charity and, and becoming of a sounding brass. So don't lose your effectiveness in, uh, in your ministry, in your parenting, in whatever it may be. Don't lose your effectiveness by losing your charity. And let's be honest, there's been times uh, where we all fought against an authority because of maybe not what the message was, but because of their spirit. We knew they were right, but we just didn't want it. We just don't want to hear it from that person or that, that situation. Um, so your, your spirit and your love needs to be shown. And it's not an excuse to, to ignore instruction, um, but it's also clearly not an excuse to come across however we want just because we have the truth. We need to have charity in it. And I think, um, I think charity needs to be shown before correction, before instruction, um, not in no correction. Sometimes people say, well, I, don't, I love my child, so I don't punish them. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. So if you love your child, you're going to discipline him. You're going to want to, you're going to have times of correction. There's going to be times of instruction. Uh, but I think if you see that before time, um, that will cover um, any incorrect corrections. Um, charity should be shown before correction, not in no correction. And if you show your charity before correction, they will see your charity because of the correction. Um, and at times, they'll overlook it in spite of poor correction because they know that you love them. Uh, my dad is here. My dad is a human. He's a, he's, a, he's a person like everybody else. He made mistakes. And there was times where he corrected us the wrong way and or in the wrong situation. Um, but I knew that my dad loved me and I knew his care for me because of the things he did beforehand, because, uh, because of all the stuff that he had done, all that he had shown me ahead of time um, before that instruction or correction came. And in spite of poor correction at times, um, because we all make mistakes, we've all been there, we've all done wrong correction before, um, I, was, I was able to look past that um, because I knew he cared, and I knew what his purpose and what his goal was in the correction and what he wanted me to be and where he wanted me to go, um, the direction that he was sending me. So charity should be shown before correction, um, not in no correction. But don't lose your effectiveness in the area that you are serving in um, or, or your, your position of, of uh, being a parent, a grandparent, a teacher, a Sunday school worker, 
uh, what have, whatever it may be. Don't lose your effectiveness in the area that you're serving. Make sure that you have charity in all that you say and all that, you're, and all that you do. Let the people that you work for and that you work with and that you're around, that you're in charge of, that you're going to have to lead and direct, make sure they know that you care about them. Make sure that they can see that. Um, they can see that charity and they can, they can feel it. Otherwise, you're, um, you'll become ineffective and you will not be able to help and actually minister to others, even though that may be your goal and that may be your intention. Uh, you, you'll become as sounding brass or as tinkling cymbal. So first off, if you, don't, um, if you don't have charity, you lose your effectiveness. And secondly, um, if you don't have charity, you're missing the main purpose of what you are doing. Let's go ahead and read verse 2. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. God doesn't give the gift of prophecy so that the person can become, can feel accomplished and they can pat themselves on the back and get all this glory to themselves. That's not what the purpose of prophecy is for. Um, God doesn't want you to have understanding and knowledge just to puff yourself up and to make yourself look smart and that, so that way you can keep it all and understand and have a, have a great knowledge. Um, God doesn't want you to have faith, um, faith enough to be able to move mountains so that you could add it to your resume and look at what I've done and look at the great things that I've done. He's giving, God gives you all of these things. God gives you abilities. God gives you areas and talents uh, so that you can help others. Only when you use these things for others, you can be considered an accomplishment. Um, he says, I am nothing. If, I don't, if, I, if I've done all these things, but I haven't used them for its purpose and for its goal, then I'm nothing. I really haven't done much of anything at all. Uh, yeah, only when you use these things for others can you be considered an accomplishment. Without charity and a love for others, using these things... Um, and using these things to help others, you are still nothing, even though you may have done something great. Um, again, God is giving gifts. God gives abilities. God gives different talents. But he expects you to use that for others. What good is it if you can prophesy if you're not helping others, if you're not prophesying to people and you're not trying to change them and, and help them um, and then refer to point one? If, you're not, if you don't care about them and you're prophesying, how are you going to be able to have an impact on them? So what good is it if you can prophesy but you're not helping others? That's the whole point. Of prophesying. What good is it if you have understanding, but you're not using it to teach and train and bring along other people? Um, if you're just accruing all this knowledge for yourself, you're not applying it. You're not helping others. Um, it, it it brings no it brings no benefit to you. It brings no benefit to them. Um, and the purpose of that, you're wasting the purpose of it. You're not utilizing it for what it's meant for. And what good is it if you have faith to move mountains? You can do all these great things. You have all this great faith, but you're not moving it. You're not doing it to move mountains for other people. You're not, you're not doing it to help someone else. You're not trying to help someone through something or move, removing obstacles for other people. You're just doing it for yourself. You're missing the whole point. Uh, without charity, you're missing the reason of why that God has given you the ability or the, um, the gift of whatever it may be. If you're not using it, for its goal. God doesn't give gifts, uh, to, uh, give you gifts and abilities so you can become someone important. God gives you gifts and abilities to be able to help other people. And without charity, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter uh, your actions. If you're not doing it for other people, you're not helping others in that, in those actions, um, it's going to be without, um, it's going to be without, uh, it's going to become to not uh, all of your works and all of your actions. So without charity, you're missing the point. And then lastly, um, Without charity, you will get no benefit from it. Without charity, you'll get no benefit from it. Let's go ahead and look at verse 3. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Um, 
it profiteth me nothing. He said, I don't get anything from it. If I'm doing, even if I do all these things, if, I'm, if I give to other people and I'm burnt for, burnt for the Lord and I, and I serve him till I die and in death, I'm not going to get any rewards. No joy, no rewards, no benefits, nothing. He doesn't profit at all from it. If I'm working and, and doing something, I would like to know that I'm profiting from it. If I'm going to perform something or I'm going to participate in something, I want to know that I'm making profit off of it or I'm getting something in return from it. Um, and you may be thinking, how can I get something out of giving of my possessions and of myself? Uh, if you look at the things that he's listed, it's a lot of sacrifice and giving. Uh, bestow all my goods to feed the poor. And though I give my body to be burned, you may be asking yourself, how can I get something if I'm giving? Uh, what, what is there to get? And some ministries, they do take a, lot of, take a lot out of you. Some ministries is more about giving and more about serving. But you can always get something from it. Uh, you think about the verse, what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Um, he can gain everything, every, all the material possessions in the world, but it's, it comes of no profit to him um, if he has nothing spiritually with it. So there's a lot more to profit um, than just material possessions. There's a lot of spiritual profit and uh, uh, spiritual things that we can get um, from serving and being a blessing to other people. Um, so there's more to profit than just material possessions. Spiritual blessings and eternal rewards are things that we can get from serving other people and, uh, uh, and uh, helping other people out. Joy, peace, feelings of success, worth in your service, and just pleasing God are all things that you can get in return when you serve and you serve other people. But if you're not doing it with charity, um, you're going to be lacking in that. If you've found yourself maybe not getting anything out of my service, my area of service, it may be because of your lack of serving, uh, your lack of charity, not because of your lack of service. Uh, you may say, I'm serving and I have no joy. I'm involved. I'm, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to, though. I'm involved. I'm involved in this and in that. And you, you list all the things that you're participating in. And you say, well, why am I not happy? Why don't I have joy? Um, I'm giving of myself. I'm doing all these things. How come I'm not having any joy? Um, I think of Jonah. He was all action but no heart. He, did, he served God. He served God to the T. He went and did what he was supposed to. Uh, but he had no love in there. There was no love lost between Jonah and the people of Nineveh. He didn't care about them. And all his work and all his effort and the great revival that happened, he got no spiritual benefit uh, from seeing that because he didn't care about them. He didn't have a heart for the people that he was working with and uh, doing things for. Uh, so he got no spiritual strength or encouragement or really anything out of what he did. Um, he just got depression out of it. And I also think of Elijah. He focused on himself and his issues instead of his love for God or others. And he was able to perform a great miracle and, and see great revival and, 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 and uh, people turning to, uh, to the Lord. Uh, but he didn't get anything out of it because he was focused on himself and his problems as opposed to the people and uh, what God had just done. No strength or joy um, from it. So your actions won't matter if you don't have charity in your heart. You won't benefit from it. Uh, you can't get out what you don't put in. If you're not putting in love to the people that you're working with and the, the areas of service that you're doing, it doesn't matter if you give all that you have. It doesn't matter if you give of your life. Um, if you're not putting heart, your heart into it, you're not putting charity into it, uh, you're not going to receive anything out of it. <clears throat> You'll receive no joy or blessing from it if your heart's not there. So three reasons why charity is important. Uh, without it, you lose your effectiveness. <clears throat> all that you say, all that you teach, all that you're looking to accomplish in, in people's lives and giving instruction, instructions won't come to anything. Um, you'll lose your effectiveness. 
Uh, number two, without charity, you're going to be missing the main purpose. Uh, you're going to not be fulfilling the reason of the gifts that you may have. You're not going to be, um, you're not going to be doing what the desired goal or, or the, the reason. You're not going to be using it for the reasons that they should. So you're missing the main purpose. And then lastly, you'll get no benefit from it. All your works, all your efforts uh, with nothing in return. All of that work, all of that time spent with nothing to show for. No profit in it. Uh, so then let's go ahead and talk about what is charity and what it brings, um, kind of tying into the importance of charity and why we need to have it. Uh, but what charity is and what it brings. And we'll read verses 4 through 8, uh, verse by verse, and talk about Paul lists what charity is and what it does and what it, what it can accomplish in our lives. If we have it <clears throat> and if we utilize it, what can charity bring to us? And what is it? First off, he starts off with charity suffereth long. He starts off with a tough one. Suffereth long. Long suffering. <clears throat> patience. That's what charity is. That's what it is. Um, and the thing about patience and long suffering is <clears throat> it's not patience or long suffering without inconvenience or suffering. Um, if it's not those things, then it's not long suffering. You're not being patient because it's not bothering you. It's not being patient because it's not an inconvenience. Um, so the thing about patience and long suffering, it always comes with something negative and you have to persevere through it. And that's what, that's what makes it difficult. Um, but that's what, <clears throat> that's what charity is. <clears throat> it's long suffering. It's patient towards things and situations <clears throat> and people especially. But it's uh, being long suffering. Secondly, charity is kind. Charity, um, charity is kindness, kindness towards others. It's, it's an action. It's not just a word, but it's an action also in what you say and what you do. Be kind one to another is still in the Bible. And often we, we use that for little kids in correction and telling them, you guys got to be kind. You got to be kind one to another. But uh, I think we as adults, adults often forget that applies to us as well. We're supposed to be kind one to another. We're supposed to be um, caring one for another just as much, um, just as much as younger kids are. But being kind. Charity is being kind to other people. Next is envieth not. Charity envieth not. Uh, charity is glad for others when they succeed. They're ha you're happy for them because I'm happy for them because I love them. I care about them. I, say, I want them to succeed. I'm not going to be jealous of those things. I'm not going to be jealous of their success or what, what is happening in their life. I'm not going to envy that because I have charity towards them. Uh, that's what charity is and what it can bring. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puff puffed up. Charity is not concerned with getting credit or praise, glory or recognition. Charity is not about any of that. It's about uh, what, what it needs to accomplish or what the goal is, and it's about caring for other people. But it doesn't, it doesn't need any recognition or praise. Um, it's, not, it's not concerned about that. It's, its main focus is on other people. Charity doth not behave itself, behave unseemly. Charity doesn't cross the line into inappropriateness. It's the right kind of love, not the wrong kind. It's the right kind of actions towards other people, not the wrong kind. It doesn't behave itself unseemly. Charity seeketh not her own. Uh, charity is not a selfish love, again, but a, a selfless love. It's not concerned about what can I get from it, uh, whether that's recognition or glory or, or other things or material benefits or what have you. Um, charity is not concerned with that. It, it only wants to uh, love other people and help other people. And uh, charity is not, uh, charity seeketh not her own. Charity is not easily provoked. Um, it doesn't have the wrong response to things, similar to long-suffering. It doesn't have the wrong response to things. Uh, charity towards people and situations, or, or people especially, when situations arise, it's not going to be easily provoked. It's not going to, um, it's not going to, at the drop of a hat, it's not going to react wrongly. It's not going to respond incorrectly. 
Um, it's, it responds appropriately. And I, I like how it says not easily provoked. There are times where a response is required and something needs to happen. Uh, but it's not, again, not at the drop of a hat. It's not in the split, uh, split minor things. It's not easily provoked. Um, and that's what charity is. Charity thinketh no evil. Um, charity doesn't, doesn't wish wrong upon others or about others. Charity thinketh, doesn't think on those things, doesn't, isn't concerned about that, isn't hoping that for other people. Um, charity wants what's right. Charity rejoices not in iniquity, but in truth. Um, charity doesn't enjoy unfairness, but rather truth. It doesn't enjoy seeing people suffer. It doesn't enjoy unfairness uh, between things or situation. Charity wants the truth, and he wants uh, what's just and what's right to happen uh, to, to everybody. Um, charity beareth all things. Charity uh, will bear two things I, I have underneath it. Charity will bear the burdens of others, or charity will be burdened with others, one of those two. So charity will bear the burdens of others. It'll, it'll, take, um, it'll take other people's burdens, people that you know, people that are you're around, your family, your friends, your church family, and it'll bear those burdens with it. If you, if you have the right love towards them, you'll bear those burdens. They're going through a situation. They're going through a trial. Charity is going to do that. It's going to bear all things. It's going to help uh, you're going to find ways to help them. You're going to find ways to pray for them. You're going to find ways to bear that burden with them. Or charity also can bear burden with other people. Maybe you see somebody that's lost and you have a burden for them and you have a burden for lost souls. Or maybe you have a burden, you see somebody going astray or backsliding and you have a burden for that person to, to make things right and to get, to get back on track. And you're burdened with that. That's what charity is and that's what charity can bring. Charity believeth all things. Charity is trusting of Others, not skeptical and cynical towards others, um, not saying to blindly trust people, but uh, more so of a hopeful believing in them and uh, trusting in, in other people and, and having a trust and camaraderie towards people. Um, hope with all things. Charity is hopeful, hopeful for others. Uh, charity hopes the best in people and for people. Um, have it, have, if you have charity towards somebody, you might have uh, charity and, and hope that one day they're going to be able to do this or they hope that they keep serving the Lord or hope that they um, come to the knowledge of salvation or hope that they, you see a new family in church and you, or you hope that they stay and they, they get faithful. Um, that's what charity is. Charity endureth all things. Charity persists through all sorts of situations. It, it goes through, it just endures, it lasts, it continues. And then in verse 8, we can, see, we can read, Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. You can jump down to verse 13. And now abideth faith, hope, and charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Charity never faileth. It's fail, never faileth. It, it keeps and continues. It doesn't lose in value over time. Um, it's, charity is just as important today as it was for Paul and, in, uh, for Paul and people during his times. Um, just as important today. It never gets old. It never depreciates in value. Charity is just as essential to Christians today and just as helpful to Christians today. All of these things, that long list of what charity is and what it can bring to our lives, um, it brings a lot of value, and, and that value is still true today. It, 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 um, it endureth, and it faileth not. It doesn't go away. Some of those other things, prophesying, tongues, those things have gone away, but charity is still needed and still essential for us today. How greatly our lives would improve if we were to add charity to it. Think of that long list of things. We could, we could all use more charity in our life. We can all use the benefits of it, and other people can benefit from it as well when we have it. Um, but we can all, all of these attributes, all of these effects, uh, we can have in our lives if we have charity. So lastly, let's look at how do we have charity then. So we see the importance. We see 
what charity is. We see the value that it can bring and the great worth that it is for us. But how do we get to the point where we have charity? Let's go ahead and turn to Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. I think the answer is found in two things of how we can have charity. First of all, if we love the Lord correctly, um, we can have charity. Mark 12, verse uh, 29. We'll start reading. It says, And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is here, is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, or the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. The more we love God, the more, we, the more that we love God, the more that we'll get to know him and understand him. And I think the more that we understand God and who he is and what he is, the more we're going to understand and see his love for others and the love for the world and love for people, um, which is the greatest love that anyone has or any, any person has, um, is God's love towards us, God's love towards mankind. And his love, his love is pure, uh, his love is, his, is honest, and his love is, is the strongest love. So uh, the more we get to know God, the more we love him, uh, we're going to love his people. Um, as Pastor mentions, when people say, you know, they like God, but they don't like church, um, that's, that can be an insult to God because God died for the church. You can't love one and not the other. Um, and if we love God correctly and if our love for God is the way it should be, we're going to have the right love towards others as well. Um, and, and, and other references, uh, uh, parallel passages of this scripture talk about how all the commandments hang on those two commandments, all of the commandments. If we were to love God the way that we should and we were to love uh, what we're going to get into next, love others as ourselves and love them the way that we should, we wouldn't, we would, we wouldn't have to have any of the commandments. All we would be doing what we should and acting the way that we should. Uh, so I think if we first love and, and, and grow to love God, the more that we love him, the more we know him, the more we're going to, the more we're going to love and uh, understand his love to others. And that'll help our love as well. But then secondly, in verse 31, it says, and the second is like Namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment gr greater than these. So loving others as ourselves, loving your neighbor as yourself, putting yourself in their shoes. Um, consider what it's like to be them. Consider if, if I was in those shoes, if you were in those shoes, how would you like to be treated? Um, see them as you, a real person with real problems, with real emotions, with real cares, with real difficulties, with an eternal soul. If you put yourself in their shoes and you see yourself as them and them as you, um, you're going you're gonna to love them correctly. Um, see, them, see them as yourself. That's going to that's gonna be how you develop a love for other people. Uh, because if there's anyone that we do love, it's ourselves. And we, 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 uh, if, you, if, you don't say you, if you say you don't love yourself, you're just deceiving yourself. We, we take care of ourselves. We want what's best for ourselves. We always have our best interests in, in, in mind and in the back. That's our natural instinct is to love ourselves and to care for ourselves. Um, but if we put, put others in, we put ourselves in other people's shoes, we will start to develop a love for them and understand, um, and understand that we could be them just as much as they could be us. And we could be going through that same problem and that same situation and we'll be able to develop a love for them. Picture them as us and we can start to develop the right type of love and charity for others. And I think that's our problem. Often we don't imagine what it's like to be them. It doesn't, we, don't, we don't put ourselves in other people's shoes very often uh, when they're going through something, um, whether difficult or success or, or, or problems or, or, or um, even the loss. We don't, we don't think about what it's like to be them. 
a person on their way to hell. And one day they're going to spend eternity in hell. And we don't put ourselves in that uh, because we're on our way to heaven. And we don't want to think about hell. We don't want to think about going there. Uh, but put, if, you, if we were to put ourselves in that and we, we think about it, we stop and think, what is, what is it going to be like for them as they die and as they get cast into hell? And they're going to be burning forever and ever. If we put ourselves in that situation and then realize that's what what's going to happen to them, we're going to have the right type of love and we're going to have the right type of care towards them. Um, so I don't think we often, we often do that. We don't put ourselves in other people's shoes. We, we focus on ourselves and our problems and what I've got going on and this and that. And we're so self-focused. And it's no wonder that we run into, um, uh, we run into getting tired in the ministry and, and getting depressed and getting angry. If we, had, if we had a charity gauge, like a gas gauge, where would your level be at? Would you be at low? Would you be at medium? Would you be at high? Would you be at empty? Or would you be running on fumes? Where would your, where would your gauge of charity be if we were to see it on a, on, a, on, a, on a gas gauge? Charity has so much to offer us. Uh, but again, we're often too focused on ourselves to have the right kind of charity. Uh, we're too focused on our problems. Uh, to focus on us and what we want and loving ourselves rather than others. And it's no wonder we get burnout and depressed and bitter and angry and there's fighting and, and problems all the time. We are in church and serving others and serving God. It's because we don't have the right love towards others. We don't have the right love towards God. Um, so if you're working in ministries, love the people that you're working with. If you're serving in, serving in an area, love the people that are there. If you're praying for people, love the people you're praying for. Uh, put yourselves, again, put yourselves in their shoes. Think about what it's like to be them. Um, you're going to be able to have a greater effect. If you're seeking knowledge, seek also, seek also to use that knowledge to help others. Don't just look to gain and uh, gain a reputation for yourself or a name that, you know, I know this much or that much. Use, look to use your gifts. Look to use your abilities uh, to help someone out. And if you're a Christian just looking to make a difference in someone else's life, have charity. Have a love towards them. Um, have, have charity towards people. Otherwise, you're going to be losing out on your effectiveness. You're going to be missing the main purpose of it, and you're not going to, you're not going to have an effect um, on it, and you're not going to get any benefit from it unless you have charity. So charity is extremely important, um, and I got a lot out of it through studying and through reading how much emphasis get, Paul puts on charity. Everything, all those things, all those great actions, all those deeds, without it, nothing, pointless. There's no, no reason. So um, let's, let's focus on our charity. Let's look to improve. Uh, we, all have, we all have areas of improvement. Reading that list of what charity is, there's a lot that I'm lacking in of I don't have that, I don't have that, I don't have that. Um, that means I don't have enough charity. Or I, I, charity is not working in my life. But charity, if you don't have it, you're not going to be useful. You're not going to be impactful. Um, you're not going to get anything from it. So. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.